Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Uh, hello everybody, welcome to Marty, Mike, and Russ Time, yeah! Yeah! Uh, yes, that's a good intro. Yeah. That was good, except Mike, you didn't join in on the yeah, and I was late, so. Well, yeah, see, so it sucked, yeah, we, but we I mean, that was a good, a good intro portion of it, so we should use that all the time. All right, I'll have to. We'll have to get Adam to uh, get a ruling on that to see if it was energetic enough. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna give it a. He'll give it like ten flux capacitors. He's yes. yeah. He's giving it a big thumbs down. For sure, <laughs> uh, I think that Pat has the most most uh, professional sounding voice as far as like radio sound. You yeah, got, he's got a good radio. He's voice. got a good radio voice, right. good. and he's got a good face for radio. <laughs> No, there we Pat, go. Yeah, Pat's, you, Pat's you, a, you love the softy up there. Yeah, Pat, Pat's, <laughs> Pat is a handsome man. Don't don't listen to me. I am staring at your avatar right now, and <laughs> what we were just discussing before. Now, now I know why. So uh, <laughs> now you understand. Yes, oh, now I get it. Come on, no inside jokes. The people don't get it. <laughs> the two people that listen to our podcast aren't going to get the inside jokes. So they're going to feel left out. That's. It's rude. It's rude. I'm I'm really glad I asked uh, if this was a family friendly show. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm abiding by the the show show rules right now. All right. <laughs> okay. What are we what talking are we... about today, gentlemen? Time Cop. Talking about a Time Cop movie. 1994. Jean Claude Van Damme. Is that how you say? His yes. Name? Uh, and it and... it is now. <laughs> Um, and Ron Silver as the villain, right? And Mia Sarah. And uh, Mia Sarah, who people might know from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And uh, little else. And Legend. <laughs> yes, and she was also in Legend and, and not much else. Oh yeah. yes, Legend. She was in Legend. Yeah. And uh, also um, Gloria Rubin, who I forgot was in this movie. She was in. People, I think people mostly know her from ER. She was one of the doctors on ER later in the the series. But she's also in Mr. Robot. Uh, was in Lincoln. So that's her name. Her name is Gloria Rubin. She's the, she was the other cop, the other time cop. Oh, she wasn't a ti- well. She was she a time cop? She was she was yeah, Internal she Affairs. Was, I yeah, think. Internal Affairs. That is. She wasn't part of the TEC, my friend. Uh, internal Affairs are police officers. You jerks. <laughs> yes, but yeah. was Van Damme actually a police officer? I don't think so. He was an agent. Yeah, but the police, those, like, internal affairs don't go out as, as cops and do cop stuff. They just internally affair stuff. Then why was They're she the police on police. the mission? We're jumping way ahead. Well, she was, no, she was, she, she was investigating him because That's of his right. partner. Right. That's why she went with him on the on the time jump thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. You know. Of yeah. Course, so if go people ahead. haven't, hey, why don't you seen this? <laughs> yeah. If people haven't seen this, this, you know, of course, spoilers as always because we're we're just sitting around talking about the movie. You know, we're not. This isn't a review. 
This is we're talking about time travel. Pat, why don't you tell us why you picked this movie for our for for when you're guesting on our podcast for the first time? Maybe the oh, how last. about how about uh, so right now I am actually holding in my hand the original DVD release of said movie. Okay, um, I would it be oh would it be okay if I read the synopsis on the sure, back? Sure, sure. Sure. I, I I'm surprised going? I'm surprised you don't have the VHS of this movie. I actually think I might, but it's in the garage. <laughs> oh, okay, that won't do us any good. Well, it's got the same text anyway. Well, probably not. Yeah, not currently. Um, but all right, here we go. All right, read Van it. Van Damme, Time Cop. In the year 2004, time travel is not only a reality, but an opportunity to alter the past for power and profit. Jean-Claude Van Damme stars in the sci-fi thriller that mixes hard-hitting action with awesome special effects, romance, and murder. Ron Silver co-stars as Van Damme's cunning adversary in what People magazine touts, clever and original, Time Cop is a thinking man's movie. Time Cop, like Looper, but a million times better. <laughs> okay, you added that last part. We know that because no, that's Luke, totally on the day. They traveled. They traveled forward in time, and then <laughs> saw Looper and said, "Our movie is way better than Looper." <laughs> it's gonna be when that Bruce Willis movie comes out. It's gonna be better than this. <laughs> I I think they're really overselling it with the amazing special effects or whatever they said. <laughs> no, mean, they said awesome special effects. I mean, yeah, you I mean, could even say they were awesome effects for '94. Uh, yeah, would... Maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, guys, remember I mean, Jurassic Park came out in '93, so this. This is not awesome special effects compared to Jurassic Park. Yeah, but this is not not a dinosaur movie either. It's not Dino Cop. <laughs> yeah, Ross. <laughs> That's a whole other movie. Van Damme in Dino Cop. <laughs> Time <It's>... Dino. <laughs> and you know what, Pat, you'll appreciate this. This is the second movie in which we get double the Van Damme, right? Uh, yes, it is. Is this, this is this the is after, first time? No, it's the second time, because the first movie, the first, oh, shit, what was that movie? It was a shitty movie, but it was... Double Impact. Double Impact, see it that... It was not a shitty movie. You shut your mouth, <laughs> Russ. It was an amazing movie. <laughs> that came, because that came out in, like, 91 or 92. Yes, you're and, correct. You're yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, there's lots of mullets in this movie. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, those were the good old days. We we rewatched it. Mike, you say that because you had a mullet probably in this. Oh, I did, and I loved it. We uh, all did, but isn't it odd though that his I didn't ever I never had a mullet. Didn't have the mullet. Right, the, and then the 2004 <laughs> version. Everyone in the future had mullets. Right, that's like that's 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 right. Remember the bad guys have the mullet. those guys. The bad guys have really weird looking mullets with the shaved heads on the sides and whatever. But yeah, I thought yeah, I was. What the whole mullet thing was uh, a weird kind of throw in there. But then in the movie, when you know he does his, we haven't explained it yet, but I'm going to jump way ahead. <laughs> he when he comes back in time and sees his right. wife. Right. He comes back ten years, so he looks ten years older. She sees him. She looks at him. 
And she's like, who are you? Yeah. Like, yeah. The only thing that's changed about him, he might look a little older and he's got a mullet, but how would you not know who he is? She, yeah, you would think she, I, I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, why didn't she just say, what happened to your hair? Like, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. like, what happened to your hair? Why do you look what, so old? Why, why but... are you wearing a mullet wig? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think whoever wrote this movie, no, the, maybe it was the director, the art director, was like, okay, I know. Billy Ray Cyrus ruined the mullet for all of us, but I think in the future, in 2004, we're going to bring the mullet back. And that's what I'm going to do with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Time cop. Mullet. Cop. His mullet, though, you got to admit, it's very balanced. It's like a, a Mel Gibson lethal weapon, right. too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of hair on top. It's not like, it's not it's not as... like the one he had in Hard Target. You know, and it's not it like Billy short Ray on the top and yeah, it's not like Billy. Yeah, Ray yeah so that was my the... mullet. My mullet was was like all around long. It wasn't just the you know the well, business in the front, party in the back kind of thing. See, see I don't. Then consider, you were I don't you were a future consider, man. I don't necessarily consider <laughs> that a mullet, really. I mean, and to be fair, like Pat's right, this isn't the kind of mullet that people normally think of when they think of mullet you know they don't think of, you know the villains in this movie those had the those guys had the mullets that people think of you know the kind of white, they look like white, highlander white two trash. bad guys to me they did yes. yeah yeah <laughs> oh oh don't uh, what an awful movie that was <laughs> i well i mean but they could they look like they walked right off the set yeah. like the trench coats and the shaved sides of the head but then yeah. the long hair everywhere else and like the jewelry and stuff and yeah they were they were just mean looking and i loved their their one threat that they did to a couple people they did it to the the girl cop and they did it to one of the bad guys was they're like if you don't do whatever you're supposed to do we're going to leave you in the past and I was like, that's yeah, yeah. not really such a terrible threat because they do know the future. But, yeah, exactly. It's, actually, that's Th- not, so not like bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to just, they, you know, it would take a little while to get used to the, the old technology, according to them. Yeah. But they know what stocks are going to do good. They know yeah, what else yeah. is going to be. Around. Oh, don't leave me in the past where I can get <laughs> yeah. rich in the stock market. Please don't leave me back here. I don't, don't want to become that. a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Oh please! Well, did I... they did they specify though? Maybe they were saying like we'll leave you in the past, like we'll take you back to like the age of the dinosaurs, and no, they're just like then... they'll leave you here. They're yeah, they here. did. That Where was they when they were right beating a Van Dam up at the end. Um, he's like, "You let him go, or blah, something like that." And the guy goes, "Oh, I couldn't get him." He goes, "If you don't get him, we're leaving you here." And I was like, "Okay, that's that's not a bad threat." Yeah, I'm you know, like, oh like, hey, crap! We're throw off the I, roof I didn't get him. I didn't get him. I guess I, I guess I have to go invest in Intel. <laughs> yeah. You're that. That is actually pretty bad, though, because then it was like, well, if you're gonna do that to me, Ron Silver or Senator McCone, I'm gonna take you, your young self out, and I'm gonna be president. Yeah, yeah, that's all exactly. I had yeah. 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 Goes your there goes your plan, smart guy. <laughs> okay, so we need to. Pat, why don't you give us a summary of this? Because if any, if anybody hasn't seen this movie, but they still want to listen to the podcast, and there might be one person they've already out turned there. it off by now. Yeah, but they they might be they might want to want they might want to know at least what like you know the synopsis of this film uh, instead of just the you know the text on the back. What like what's the kind of a elevator pitch? No, we need a little bit more than that. But you get the idea. All right, I will try and keep it as concise as possible, um, which will actually be kind of hard but um 
So I guess the movie opens in 1869 in Georgia, and there is a robbery that takes place. And the reason why this is significant is because the individual that performs the robbery is carrying some very futuristic weapons from 2004. 2004 um, future machine guns. Yes, which we still don't have today in 2019. Yeah, exactly. But they're on. They're they're coming. We'll get we'll get to that. Wait, Mike. I um, mean, Pat. Wait, wait, wait. For the people who aren't as as versed in history as you are, what was happening at this time? Uh, they were uh, civil war. Uh, I believe they were from the south. Right. Uh, so they were civil civil war guys, and they were transporting a chest of gold. I believe for General Lee. Yeah. Is that? Yep. That's, yeah. No, for Jefferson Davis, wasn't it? No. Oh yes, that's what? correct. Are you sure? No, I think he's right. I think it was for the president of the Confederacy. Okay, yeah, so. you may be right. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, they're definitely uh, Confederate soldiers transporting, you know, some guys on horseback and then a, a wagon with gold. Yes. So then what the, we jump forward to 94, where a man is speaking to um, a, a bunch of members of Senate and talking about how we need to enforce time travel because there was an arms deal that went down in Germany and the gold that was stolen from the Civil War was used to pay for these weapons and they carbon dated it back to the Civil War. And I believe the gold was also stamped with uh, Confederacy labels on it. Yeah. And Wait. I have a uh, pin in that because I have a question on the on the gold carbon dating, but we can get back to that. Okay. Or, or, we, or, we can, or I can ask you now because – Yeah, may as well just ask right it. now. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about this when I rewatched the movie – um, the carbon dating for people who don't know is it's it's they they take it's like the radioactivity you know the radioactive decay of you know a carbon atom like carbon fourteen or carbon something right what I'm not sure what they would use for gold I don't even know if you can carbon date gold but let's say you can the problem is they transported the gold right from uh, what was the date again eighteen sixty two or something what did you say. I think it was I think it was 69 and they were in Gainesville, Georgia. Okay, 18 60, probably 64 cuz the Civil War was over by 69. Okay, 80 okay, Little eight, history fit for you. <laughs> okay, so it's 1864. They take the gold directly from 1864 to the future. It hasn't had time to to age 100 or so years, right? I mean well, Hello. Oh, that's a, still, that's a good point. I mean, it would be well, like no, it, would, it, was, it was still made in 1864. Yeah, but that wouldn't tell you where. Like, okay, let's say the carbon dating could tell you when the gold was made. I'm not even sure if that can be possible, but let's say it could. That wouldn't tell you. I, I don't know how that's supposed I, to work. I, 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 I see what you're saying because it would be like taking a man. He could have taken one of those those like let's say a 30 year old man with him. Uh, you know, into the future, and that man would still be thirty years old. Right? Wouldn't they wouldn't go. Now you were born during the Civil War, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess that's what I'm saying. And I, I mean, putting aside the 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 possibility that carbon dating might not even work on gold. I, well, maybe it does. I'd have to. I'd have to look into it. <laughs> You're but, really hooked on this carbon dating. Thing. Well, see, the carbon I mean... dating, I think, only work. <laughs> Listen, I think the carbon dating works on organic material. You know what I'm saying? It, only it works on carbon. 
I mean, I'm actually, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm amazed that Russ was able to find a plot hole only two minutes into this movie. <laughs> I'm like, this is time cop we're talking about, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not too many. There, here's, you want to hear my little plot hole in this? <laughs> yes, well, I do. So, wait, wait. So they go to this set. Okay, okay. You want to finish say, your point? Wait, wait till he gets to that point. Then we can. Then maybe oh, well, it's, well, we're at, we're at pretty much the same oh, okay, point right okay, here. Then, yeah, go ahead then. Never mind. So he go. They go to the Senate committee saying, "Hey, we need funds to, um, you know, get our project up and going." And then they tell the story about the Germany gold deposit. They have a time machine. Why didn't they just go back and get all the gold from all the sunken ships everywhere, and they could have funded their whole operation without going through the Senate? Well, maybe because it's easier just to rob one uh, wagon instead of a whole bunch of different ships of gold. Mike. I can see it being, but they have a time machine, you know, go, go on to one of the Spanish galleons that sank off the coast of Madrid or something where they know where it is. They know where the gold is at the bottom of the ocean. So you're get saying on the that, ship, would, get is there, that would be more gold than the, the Confederate army had? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, it'd be a lot maybe, more gold and be a lot maybe. easier than, than going through the Senate committee and having to, to, you know, do the song and dance to get your money. Right, right. Well, that's another thing too, because you know the the whole thing where the guy went back, back to the right before the stock market crash in twenty nine, to sort of to invest in something that in twenty in two thousand four was going to be like worth a lot of money. That seems like, you know, it seems like it'd be easier just to go back to invest in Apple and Intel, right? I mean, instead, of, I don't know, but you know. Well, I, the the funny – so the stock market thing I thought was funny too because he, he went there and he opens up USA Today and he starts specifically buying shares of this oil company. You could have literally bought any stock that year <laughs> and then – you know, a hundred right. years later, it's going to be worth As long as it's money. a company that's still around, exactly, then you're going to have a lot of money. You know, it's – yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was like, oh, no, no, no. I, used, I really just need to buy this one oil company because <laughs> it's going to be worth so much more. Okay. <laughs> okay, before we go <laughs> – before we continue we're, on the – We're going to be punching a lot of holes in this movie. I can already see Before it. we continue on the synopsis, I just want to tell you I, I googled carbon dating and I was correct. It is – Carbon dating is a ter- determination of the age or date of organic matter from the relative proportions of the carbon isotopes, carbon-12 and carbon-14 that it contains. Gold is not organic. It's not going to – there's nothing there's, – there's nothing they could do to carbon date blocks of gold and decide, oh, yeah, this is for – I think they, they – I think they were like – they should have just stuck with, hey, this is the gold from the Civil War that the history book says went missing or I, – I don't know. Maybe they carbon dated the wooden chest that 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 it was within. Oh, they could. Yeah, oh, that's maybe. A good point. That's good. Well, okay. Then that goes back to my original point. Uh, it wouldn't have had time for the carbon twelve or carbon fourteen to, you know, radioactive. Well, you decay. either way, I think you win this argument, Russ. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I win. <laughs> I win. Podcast. <laughs> podcast over. One point for Russ. One point, Wooten. <laughs> <laughs> one to All nothing. Right, so, one to nothing. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So in this meeting, <laughs> uh, they're looking for uh, obviously money and a commission to start policing uh, time travel, and we meet for the first time Senator McComb, 
played by Ron Silver, and he, of course, gives us a very evil smile, and he volunteers to chair this right. commission. And I think from there, that is when we meet Agent Walker, or it's Officer Walker at this time. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a cop, isn't he? Yes. A real cop. Yes. He's, but, he, <laughs> but he's taking a new job. Right. Yes. He doesn't know uh, he he's going to be. A, a new gig. He doesn't know yet he's going to be a time cop. By the way, you guys keep saying, "Oh, you were saying he was an agent." Well, then how come they call him time cop? Mm-hmm. That's two to two, two to nothing. Because Russ time agent ahead. just sounds stupid, <laughs> right? Yeah, but well. they're an agency that polices time travel. Yes, there you go. In One your point face. In, yeah. in your face. <laughs> but I, Suck it, Wooten. But I, you guys are just you're, you're just you're, you're just, ganging up on Russ now. No, you're just backing up my my assertion that he was a cop earlier. Ugh. Well, okay, he was he was a cop. He started out as a cop. Yeah, but when I mentioned uh, the the woman that goes back in time with him uh, later in the movie, you're like the the Internal Affairs. Uh, you were like she she wasn't. Uh, oh, forget it. Just go ahead. No, she's she's not a cop. Well, she's an internal affairs agent. How come yes. she was wearing a cop uniform? She wasn't. She was wearing like a trench coat when we first see her. No one. Yeah, did. and then they tossed her into the TEC uniform afterwards. Yeah, and then the two other police officers, cops, Russ, came up the stairs. They weren't wearing the same outfits. What I'm saying. She actually should. She actually shouldn't have been there to collect him anyway. Because she shouldn't have been on the streets, but you know. Point Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is getting aggressive. <laughs> I like it. I'm still winning. I win. Uh, uh, I'm doing the recording. I can hit stop at any time. Podcast uh, Russ over. Take his ball and go home. <laughs> screw, oh no! <laughs> screw you guys. I'm going. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pat, All right, so we meet Officer Walker, played by Van Damme in the mall, and right. his Sans lovely Mullen. wife, played by Mia Sara. Right. Um, they have an incredibly unchemistry-like awkward right. exchange, <laughs> and then go home and have really uncomfortable to watch <laughs> lovemaking. Yeah. Um, but to see her boobs, you do. You <laughs> do. They're fake. They're fake boobs, which always disappointed me. You know what's funny? Well, it, I mean, it's not really funny. There, well, yeah, it is actually. When I first saw this movie in the theater, I was like, "Oh crap, that's a chick from Ferris Bueller's Day Off," and I remembered that moment. And when I was rewatching this, and I was like, I was always like, "Whatever happened to her?" And then when Van Damme outacted her in that scene, I was like, "That's <laughs> what uh, now, to yeah." <laughs> well, I was going to mention earlier with the with the lack of chemistry. I was thinking. Was it Van Damme's poor acting or Mia Sarah's poor acting or like, oh, you know, she was so bad, like <sighs> a piece of wood. <laughs> yeah, I was. I don't know. I mean, you know, that can easily be carbon dated back to 1862. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Point hat. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That was so bad. Like that whole like there is never enough time. To satisfy a woman. <laughs> and just, well, you better take your chance then. That's my Yeah, when she turned around, she's like, you'll do. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I mean, it was supposed to be. Oh god. Yeah, it was supposed to be very flirtatious and like, and then, uh, yeah, it was just weird. Okay, so anyway, uh, get past the whole sex scene and and the phone rings, and it's him. He has to go in because he's a cop. Yes, he's. Well, th- that's the other thing that kind of bothered me is like you're a regular police officer, like. You have the day off. They don't. Yeah. They're not going to call you in. He could have been like, you know, the whole time he's like, "This is my job." You it's know, not like he's like, a detective like, or yeah. something. He's just. He looked like he's. Yeah, just... he was a regular police officer. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't his friend Billy sick or something? You know, you got to cover for Billy or whatever his name was. I guess. <laughs> Maybe. But you know. But you know, I mean, like her being so upset at him at that point, like you know, I was going to tell you after our crazy lovemaking by the fireplace that I am actually pregnant from obviously previously crazy lovemaking. But she didn't and say that. Now she I did, can't. She didn't. Yeah, she didn't. Did, she didn't actually tell him she was pregnant, right? She was just like. Uh, I didn't yeah, she didn't to... have a chance to at that point. Yeah, right. yeah, she because she didn't have a chance when he was getting dressed and ready to go to work. She didn't have any time to tell him. And she sat down on the sofa. I didn't want to do it this way. And then somebody knocks on the door. No, wait. Do they knock on the door? I forget. The I think he walks out the up. door, and as soon as he walks out the door, Highlander 2 guys get him. Uh, they punch him in the face, and... Then they drag her back inside. There's some screaming by the window, and then the whole house explodes, and Van Damme goes, Melissa! And then we jump forward to 2004. And of course, um, can rain. I interrupt you here? I had another. Absolutely. I had another problem with this scene. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, the house blows up, and, and we find out later that that was intended to destroy him and the wife and all evidence that right. he ever existed. Right. Yes. And yet. They beat him up outside. They shoot him. He doesn't die. They shoot him, and then they blow the house up. He's still outside. If he did happen to live through the gunshots, which he did, why they didn't do anything. They they left his body, which they were supposed to destroy, outside of the house that they then blew up. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Yeah, but maybe the bomb. <laughs> maybe the bomb. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot in this movie that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the time travel yet. We haven't even gotten <laughs> ten minutes into the movie yet. Well, I mean, at this point, we don't know why these guys assaulted him, why they that were stalking true. him at the mall. I mean, All I, we know is... <laughs> bad yeah. acting aside, I, you're st- I, for me, I don't know about you guys, but I'm still all in on this movie at this point. I'm like, this is cool. I don't know what's going on, but I want to find out because now Van Damme has to get revenge. Right? Yeah. I'm 100% with you. I mean, yeah. let it be known, I am a massive Jean-Claude Van Damme fan, and, like, you know, I could overlook all of this. I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fun. I mean, you know, when later on you find out Macomb is like, oh, we can't kill Agent Walker because that, be, that would be too public, so we have to go back in time and kill Officer Walker. I was like, why don't you go back and kill elementary school Walker yeah. <laughs> yeah. before he learned karate, you know? <laughs> Why don't or you just go, go back, back to, and kill to Grandma the, and Grandpa Walker? <laughs> or just go back when he's a baby and, you know, that's awful. Oh, you can't kill a baby, though. <laughs> Deadpool couldn't even kill baby Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he did it. I think he pulled it off. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. He, he didn't. He, he, did, he couldn't kill baby Hitler. 
Uh, I, don't I, think, I thought at the end he actually put his arms around him. Anyway, we're getting off no, topic. This is, <laughs> what? That, that's a tangent? <laughs> this is so yeah, unlike know, it's crazy. Marty. This is so unlike our podcast. Pat, <laughs> normally, I'm sorry. I have to apologize, Pat. We normally don't go on tangents like this. I, you know, it's. I, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's, it's so rude. It's so rude of our, to you know, to our guest to go on tangents, even though he. <laughs> He would participate in said tangent. <laughs> Wait, okay, let's get we to need, that. We need, like an, we need an air horn or something. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's get back to the time. Let's get to the time travel. Let's let's jump ahead in time. Yeah. Uh, so we're in two. We're in two thousand four now. And actually, no, we're not. The next scene, I believe, we go to nineteen twenty nine yeah, on Wall Street. Right. And we meet a gentleman who we find out later to be Mr. Atwater, and he is whipping out his USA Today in his swanky Wall Street financial office, and all of a sudden, out of a bubble in the wall comes Agent Walker of the TEC. Now, can I just say that this that special effect was not awesome, as the box claims, but it was kind of cool. I mean, I kind of like that sort of watery effect. It looks like a they sort of walk through, you know, the universe or something. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, I, sort of I, like, I, I really like that too. That and it has even a little ripple. I don't know. That was cool. It's simple. It was simple, but it was cool. Anyway, I still, I, th- I think it still holds up. But, but he has a a mullet. This is when he has the mullet because he's two thousand four. <laughs> That's well, how you know he's now. older. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's how you know he's older. If you want to age your character, give him a mullet. Ten years. So after some martial arts, he fights a couple of 1920s guys and, and he easily defeats do them. His, he does a split. I'm sorry, I had to interrupt there. He does a split, which he's known for. Yep. And he ducks. I forget what he ducks, but he ducks something. Does a split to the floor. Oh, <laughs> See, now the cool thing about, like, one of the reasons I I really like this movie is because I think this is, like, the first, I guess, film he did where his martial arts skills really weren't the vehicle for the film. Yeah. You know, like, I think any, if you wanted to, this could be, like, Charlie Sheen, Time Cop. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be Van Damme. Um but I think he was still like, well, you know, we got Van Damme, so instead of him just fighting a couple of guys, let's have him do some cool karate moves here. And I think that's why anytime there's an action scene, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I think it would be better if I take my shirt off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this guy was like 1929. He was going to do like some old timey boxing thing. And then, you know, oh, this, yeah, that was great. He's like, because I've, you know. And it's like, you know, put up your put up your dukes, eh? You know, <laughs> I went two rounds with Jack Dempsey. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and then of course Van Damme and all the audience was like, whatever, dude. This is Van Damme. And he roundhouses him to the exactly. face. Exactly. <laughs> what is this miraculous martial arts move you're doing? They didn't even have karate back then, I guess. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. So. Atwater tries to shoot him with another one of those futuristic guns from 2004 that's still yet to exist, and he runs out of ammo and then tries to dive from the window, and Van Damme goes out after him. Wait, um, why does he try to die? Because he's trying to... 
Well, he doesn't want to. He basically you know he named Senator Macomb. Way. He's afraid that Macomb will go back and erase his whole family. Um, oh, I believe okay, he said he'll right. okay, back. Yeah, he'll kill yeah. my grandparents, my kids, my wife, my cat. So he'd rather <laughs> die than than that happen. Okay. Yeah. It. So then he jumps out the window. Van Damme jumps out with him, and using his cool time travel device on his wrist, they rather than hitting the pavement travel into the future to 2004 safely and then we're in washington dc um so let me throw this one at you guys we are falling out a window at terminal velocity and we time travel portal would we not (laughs) land with that same force that's what i was thinking (laughs) don't you when you when you come well that's a whole other question too because uh, the time travel thing suppose oh well i guess we should talk about the time machine because supposedly they they go through the bubble just with their body but then when they come back through the portal on the other end they come in a rocket sled uh and end up sitting down in a rocket sled so i don't know how that would have worked they're both falling like you said at terminal velocity and van damme catches him and makes them both go back to the future we don't see the rocket sled on their return, though. They're well, doing no, like well, we do they later. open up like cool Star Trek doors, and they both like kind of walk through. And he's like, "You got to name Macomb, and I'll I'll protect you." Yeah, but um, what I'm saying. But before late... I go any further, um, I think we need to talk about the time travel for a second. Um, and if I were to use Adam Scale, I would really, <laughs> I would. We don't use this... Adam Scale. <laughs> I actually kind of liked it. I think it was good. I think you guys should do it. Oh, um, oh, I love this movie, but the time travel in this—I'm going to give it two flux capacitors. I do not—I do not approve of their their method. There's a lot of problems with it. Yeah, the the, uh, yeah. the whole way that they get back there—they jump in the vehicle and then they race toward a wall for some reason. Right, and they have to go through a giant like octagon donut thing at yeah. the end. Right, it's right? sort of and it, somehow that shoots them into the future. But then when they come back, as Russ said, they somehow miraculously appear in the vehicle again. Well, yeah, what happens to the zero. vehicle? Because when they go to the past, when they, in, when they end up in the past, they just come out just their bodies with clothes. They're fully clothed. They're not like t- Terminator naked. But they come out, and it's just them. There's, where's the rocket sled? The rocket sled is like right. lost in time, and the rocket yeah. sled doesn't. But later, when Jean Claude comes back from the past, he ends up when he returns, he's in the rocket sled again. So somehow, somehow, I don't. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the rocket sled is just sort of like waiting. Yeah, it's like in, waiting in between <laughs> in between realms. Yeah, for him. With the engine still running, it's like a bank robbery. Right. All right. Somehow it actually turns around. Well, and then I'll, I'll some... be here walk through. <laughs> and then somehow, even if you dive head first into the time portal, then somehow you end up sitting in the seat of the rocket sled, probably strapped in with your seatbelt. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make. I mean, there were some cool visuals, like when he that one when he goes back when he goes back in time the one time and he ends up on a street. Right on the, on the highway or whatever, it almost gets run over by a tractor trailer. That was kind of cool visually, but it still didn't make any sense. And 
like they they kept playing that one joke over and over again like oh she looks like the Volmer twins there yeah, she you do look like the Volmer twins and then she finds out that the Volmer twins are the the two guys that died and are were smashed against the wall and my thinking <laughs> yeah. is why why is the end of the track a giant cinder block wall why don't we make this track like 3 yeah. miles long exactly. and at the end exactly. of it Put a gigantic yeah. swimming pool of peanut butter. Yeah, like, you know, just in case you don't, be... the time travel part doesn't work, we're going to give you a little extra track so you to slow down the rocket sled. It's like, no. Yeah, and if you don't, oh, 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 you didn't go. All right, we'll back it up. You yeah, know, exactly. Instead, you just traveled further. No, you're either we're going to go... smash you against the wall. Like, talk about overcommitting. And I thought it was a joke when she's like, he's like, she's like, who are the twins? And he's like, oh, those two red spots on the wall, that's them. And I thought he was joking, but then, no, they're all actually red spots on the wall. Like, they couldn't clean the blood off. But, you know. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, that's... and also, how did how did that happen? Because the spots were side by side. So did the car twist sideways and then launch them from uh, the vehicle? Well, maybe, maybe that was the first design of the vehicle, side by side. Uh, and then they realized uh, they couldn't do that anymore, so they had to put it back to front. Oh, maybe. What a great idea! Look at that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that. Maybe Point like putting, <laughs> that was what made time travel possible. <laughs> it, they they had to be in a row, a single file in the in the in the rocket sled. No no side by side. They don't talk about the Volmer triplets who were in the second accident, and all three of them went straight through each other and smashed into that wall. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so. I mean, I I are am I grading that too harshly? I I think that's like as 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 far as time travel goes, it's probably the the weakest part of this movie. Right. Well, and they never even showed how the bad guys traveled in time. I mean, well, they showed them traveling through time, but we don't know. I don't think they ever showed the time machine that the bad guys used. Or did they just happen to commandeer the the government's time? No, they couldn't have commandeered the the government. Yeah, they, made... they had the uh, the prototype. Oh, that the other guy, they, the, yeah, the they had it from the doctor. invented the inventor of it. Okay, that's right. They never showed it, but I get okay. So yeah. then the government was like, "We have to build our own time machine so we can have time cops that can stop these bad guys." Because they said, "Oh, they said that you couldn't go into the future because that hasn't happened yet. You can only go in the past. But if you change the past, if you're not careful, you could cause a ripple, a ripple effect that could destroy." Yeah, here, here was my problem with this right now because if it causes a ripple, how are you going to know? If suddenly time changes and, you know, just say somebody who's president isn't president, everybody, everybody's memories would change. So you wouldn't know that anything happened. Well, because that's actually kind of what happened. Yeah, because what happened when he when 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 he goes back and he's like, wait. And I was like, why isn't anybody asking where where the woman is? They're like, they're not even like, where is she? What happened? And then, and then they're like, and then he's telling, they're like, they didn't, they had no idea what was going on. Yeah, because uh, that didn't make any sense. I mean, these guys, there's, you know, this this time agency had been around for ten years, right? So obviously they were going back and changing things. Didn't it ever occur to them that at one point something was going to happen where it would change things enough so right, you came one, back to the yeah. present? Nobody would remember you 
or remember what you had been doing and why you were there? Yeah, they should have a contingency plan. Like, okay, what if you time cops? What if one of you time cops comes back, and history has changed? How how do we deal with that, and how do we know that that's happened? Because when he came back, they didn't even know who the internal affairs person was because she had never worked yeah. at the agency, right? Yeah, well, he I mean, didn't. He didn't even know who Walker was. Matusik yeah. kept saying, "Wait, you're saying we're best friends?" Like, yeah, he was that like, was the thing. It's like they whatever they changed changed their relationship. But well, he knew who he like was. That happened before. Yeah, well, he knew who he was, but they weren't like buddies. They weren't friends. It it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Because when he came back, he he didn't go, who the hell are you? He just like, he was just like, you know, they were just talk. They weren't as friendly as they were. And then he's like, what? Why are you, you know? I don't know. It was yeah. really. They, it, <laughs> they were in the middle of like breaking down the uh, the time machine. Right. That's right. He's they like, were dismantling didn't say, like, everything. You're lucky you made yeah. it back. Yeah. They were out of money. That's right. And the comb had just yeah, shut yeah, the whole yeah, thing down. Yeah. And Walker was like, what? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, we've been doing – this has been happening for months. Where have you been? I've been in the past changing the past. <laughs> He's like, what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> How could that be? What, do you have a time machine? Yeah. Oh, wait. You, you do. You have, a, you have a time machine here? That's not possible. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, that's what we're, we're dismantling right now. And it, yeah. Okay, so what? here's the other thing. I have a question for you guys a question that, that confused me. When they were like, okay. You can't carbonate gold. <laughs> no, I have another one. <laughs> like when, when, when he's like, I need a witness – so he goes back. Oh wait. Well, we didn't even get to that part. But the in the past, the bad guy, the senator who was trying to get a bunch of money so he can buy the presidency, he comes back to his past self and says, "Don't take this deal. Don't let this guy buy you out of this company because this company is going to make you rich. So don't be an idiot, right?" And then Jean Claude Van Damme's there to arrest him or whatever. And then the uh, what's her name? The the um, I can't remember her character's name, but um, she's uh, helping him out, helping him arrest, arrest the senator, right? But then it turns out she's on the senator's side because, you know, she wants him to be president. So she's voting early, she says. Um, anyway, they, the senator shoots her, right? She doesn't die. Van Damme goes back in the past to get a witness so they can have a witness to, you know, put the senator in jail or whatever. But she's like, well, he's, she, he's like, she's like, but, um, what was it? She's willing to do it or whatever. But then he's like, well, what can I take back? That's going to prove that you were here. And the, well, they took my blood. Go get my blood. That'll, that'll prove it. What, what was the blood going to prove? They can carbon date it. <laughs> oh, Mike, three points. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh that's... <laughs> and that's the end of our show. All right, good night, <laughs> good night, Los Angeles. <laughs> that was good. That was, that was good. Okay, so... well, see, the, 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 I I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I understand your point, but here's, here's my point, which I'm going to jump in ahead. But you're of you. not going to answer it. She's, leave she's working hanging. for the senator, right? And she's with, she's with. Van Damme in the past. Why right. doesn't she just shoot him and get rid of the whole problem? Shoot Van Damme? 
Because yeah. that was the whole point. They wanted to kill Van Damme. Oh, I she don't was know. There. Yeah, why didn't they just shoot him? Well, because she's not a murderer. I mean, she she made mistakes as far as who she was aligning herself with, but she wasn't a murderer because when when the senator shoots that scientist guy in the head, she was like, "Whoa, wait! I didn't sign up for this." She, you know, that was a look on her face. I thought that's why. I mean, that's yeah. why Van Dam was like, you know, well, you know, because she's like, "I really messed up." She's in the hospital bed, right? Because he goes back in time. She's in the hospital. He's like, uh, I really messed up. He's like, yeah, you did, but you could, you know, redeem yourself or something. I don't know. <laughs> but Let's I, go get my blood. But but how come you guys aren't answering me? I don't I don't understand this. I, I kind of under, I understand what you're saying. I mean, he could I guess because there probably would have been a, a some sort of label or something on the blood. But then again, that could have been. That could have been manufactured too. Yeah, he got the blood. I, th- I don't. I don't know. Like, honestly, the, I think she. The whole reason they did this, and it's kind of lazy writing, is right. to get him back to night four, so he would eventually get back to his house and his wife, who's still alive. Well, and the blood thing. If you guys might forget this, the blood thing that got him. So we went down to the blood bank or wherever the lab, right? And he just happens to find a vial of his wife's blood that shows that she's pregnant. That's, that's right. That's how he knows. That's how he figures it out. Right. Yes. Which it's like That's that's the one thing that she didn't tell him. Right. And like so it's like it, I just feel like there were some writers to go, how are we going to well, maybe he'll find the blood. Well, why would he find the blood? Well, maybe he's going to get the blood from this other internal affairs person to prove that she was in the past but that doesn't make any sense it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we just got to get him to the lab <laughs> uh, I don't know you guys clearly are not concerned about this as much as I <laughs> well I just I, don't I understand think, no, I'm like I think why I'm just asking why the, they needed to get him back to 94 and they needed to get him to find that blood and right. outside of that that's the only reason he went in there and then, because then when she when he goes back, she's dead, right? Like she was killed. Somebody killed her in the, yeah, in the they, interim. Yeah, they the killed senator. her. I mean, they did sort of foreshadow that because he's like, "We got to hurry because if I can find you, they can find you, and you're going to be in trouble." Yeah, that. And and she was. Yeah, they found her. She was in such trouble; she was dead. Damn. Yes. <laughs> That's the worst kind That's of trouble. Worst. Exactly. <laughs> That's the kind of trouble you don't want. Okay, so um, uh, all right, so Pat, continue with your synopsis. What happens next? Where do we go? He's st- he's back in '94, which is when his wife is still alive, and was which, which which is you know it happens to be within hours or days of when she was killed, right? Um. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I I wanted to I wanted to just jump back to the part where. Macomb comes back in time and tells his younger self to not sell his shares of the software company. Right. Um, first of all, Ron Silver is awesome. He's, he's great. He's a great he's actor. He's so yeah. good in this. And I love the way he talks to his younger self. He yeah. treats him like <laughs> yeah. such a dick. His younger, and you he, plays him, he plays his younger self, too, very well. Like this, like, kind of mousy guy like, oh, I don't know what's going on, man. What are you, why are you being so mean to me? That's kind of the, like, the look he has talking to his future self. 
right? Yeah, and he's like, I, even his I, body I, rem- I remember myself having bigger balls. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, was giving, he, was, he was giving himself oh, yeah. such a hard time. And then, like, I love that. He's like, do me a favor, lay off the chocolate bars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the best actors in this movie are Ron Silver and the guy who plays uh, Van Damme's boss. I can't remember his name. He's a character actor. Um, that's uh, that's uh, D-Day uh, from Animal House. That's Matuzik. Yeah, he's good. He was good. But, oh, he's know, great. The uh, I mean, no, that's not. That's not Van Damme's boss. Van, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <clears throat> No, I'm no, gonna look it up. That's, you that's a Russ mistake right there. I didn't say it was Van Damme. I didn't say it was Matuzik. Pat said it was Matuzik. I know, but that's the kind of mistake that Russ would make. Oh, wait, Matuzik is his oh, boss. That's not cool. Wait, what? Where? It's brute. His his name is is it Matuzik? Yeah, I thought it was. I'm looking it up. He right? plays Matuzik. Yes, that's right. Bruce that's, Miguel. Yes, he does. He does play. Yes, you're you are one. He does play Matuzik. And he played Daniel Simpson Day in Animal House. That was like his breakout role. Well, oh, like, I thought you were talking about uh, uh, who played the crazy, the big giant jock in Animal House. Are you thinking of Belushi or no? The, uh, the the I forget what they called. They didn't call him the animal. They called him. Oh, now I gotta look up animal. Are you sure you're not confusing this with Revenge of the Nerds, Mike? Yeah, I think he oh, is. Yes, yes, I am. You're, so, you're, you're thinking th- of ogre. <laughs> you're thinking of ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. I'm thinking of ogre from Animal House. Yes, I am. <laughs> Played by Donald Gibb. <laughs> nerds, and also nerds, the star nerds. of Bloodsport with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, and we come right back to Van Damme. Six degrees of Van Mia Sara right there. <laughs> so the character actor's name was Bruce McGill, by the way. He's the and he's he's amazing. Oh, that you know what's weird? He was also in the movie Lincoln. Wow. Who would have guessed that two two actors from Time Cop would also be in the Oscar winning Lincoln? Van Damme was great in Lincoln. Yeah, he was awesome. it was he like a lot of ass. When yeah. they beat up Abraham Lincoln, that was great. <laughs> I loved his work in that film. <laughs> I mean, it seemed a little odd with Abraham Lincoln, you know, doing the splits and roundhousing uh, John Wilkes Booth to the head, but it worked. It worked. Uh, all right, so I tangented that time, but. Within the film. <laughs> so um, Van Damme goes to the mall uh, after his partner is killed in 94, and he finds his wife, who is currently waiting for young Van Damme. Right. Um, I believe he walks up to her and instructs her to not tell him anything. This is when she freaks out because he's got a mullet and is like, clearly you're not my husband. She's like, who are yeah, you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess he, we see the Highlander 2 guys again. We see the rollerblading purse dealer again, but I think this time he just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this he is... He's, into he's, a rack. he's like, this is for what you're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was much nicer and to then, him because- the in the in the beginning when he he had actually stolen the purse he didn't actually hurt the guy he just scared him and said give the purse back to the old lady and then yeah i don't know maybe the time travel and losing his wife 
you know, got to him. I'm sorry. Yeah, he ahead. was a little, I guess he was a little short on time and wanted to make sure his younger self <laughs> got with got with the got with his wife and they went home immediately. I mean, he wanted to avoid the the two highlights. Oh, guys, that's right? a good point. Yeah, cuz he wanted yeah, cuz he needed more time to save their life, save her life, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so then I from there she actually does hook up with her husband, goes through the, with that and when I say husband, younger Van Dam, they do that awful awkward exchange again and yeah. God, that <laughs> you better not waste any time then. <laughs> yeah, like we we had to live through that twice. <laughs> oh, I know. I wonder if she was like, "Wait, can I do this take better?" No, 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 no. Remain, remain wooden. Yeah. <laughs> they had a they had a part in in uh in that section right now. She's talking about where she's talking to old Van Dam, and she's like, "Hey, can we? You know, why don't we just leave here?" And he goes, no, no, I'm back here. I have to prevent some – got to prevent these changes that are happening in the past. And she looks at him and she's like, are we still together in 10 years? And he goes, yes, we're together. And her next question is, am I dead? Right, yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> he just said you were together. Why would your first question be, am I dead? Well, if the acting had been better, maybe we would have understood <laughs> that, sh- that the way he said that would make her – lead her to believe that he was lying to her about them being together. I don't know, but – with both of them, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's what we were supposed to believe. Yeah, I think she was supposed was to be just, like just you bad know, acting. Yeah, I think I think she was. I think her character was supposed to be like, no, you're lying to me. Am I dead or something? You know, and that's. But Jean, there was uh, between Jean Claude's acting and her acting, it didn't it didn't really come across. <laughs> it didn't come up as any good acting. <laughs> it's like, where am I in ten years? Are we together? Yes, we're together. Am I dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not dead. Wasn't he was like, no, you are not dead. What <laughs> what am I like? Exactly like you are now. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you are not dead. I you are perfect. Dead. You are perfect, just as you are now. Perfect in my memory yes. because you're dead. Oh wait, I shouldn't say that. Oh. Yes, we are together, but it is only digitally. <laughs> I watch you every night on my television. I yeah. While you build that awful goddamn birdhouse. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, uh that <laughs> that was that was a painful scene too. Watching that, like he's like he's like repeating his own lines in the whole movie, right? And it's just oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, why did we like this movie so much? <laughs> well, it's definitely. I mean, it's it's for me, it's Van Damme. Right. I mean the 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 kitchen the kitchen split fight scene I think is probably <laughs> that, that brilliant was awesome. and hilarious. It was no yeah. no not only that but what about the random Asian guy that came in there? Like it's like where did he come from? It's it's I don't know. I think I think it's kind of racist where they're like, okay, now we're gonna show how really good how good Van Damme is at martial arts because we're gonna get an Asian guy in here and he's gonna kick his ass. And that means he's really good at martial arts, because he can beat the Asian. Well, it's guy. true. It's, but it did then. Did you guys? I don't know. You, maybe you didn't pay attention to this, but like, there's a scene because the guy there's a there's a scene where a guy pulls a knife on him, in you know, in his studio apartment or whatever, right? He pulls a knife. It's the middle of the night, and then Van Damme like looks over to his kitchen, and he happened to leave 
an onion that he was cutting out on the cutting board with a knife, a big giant knife. You know, like there's an onion cut in half, but he. Uh oh. Russ, Russ got too excited and we broke up. There we go. Can you hear me? <laughs> all right. We, we, we had you. At, I, repeat all after onion. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all I was saying. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me get this wired so I don't mess it up again. Speak slower and don't get so excited. It's just a That's movie. Funny. His apartment must have smelled like shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's like, what was he doing? Like he's, like he's cutting onions. He's cutting onions and he's like, this is making me cry and I'm just tired. I'm going to go to bed. And, you know, and then it was just so bizarre. Like, you, who's going to leave a half cut up onion on the counter? I don't know. Sounds like something you do, Russ. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm not I'm not normal. <laughs> no, but then but he didn't even. So I but mean, he's prepping for you know Asian guys that are very adept at knife fighting. Yeah, he's gonna leave a knife. You know what? I'm morning. not done cutting this onion, but just in case a ninja comes, I need to have this knife. But he didn't even use that knife. He looked at it. Like he was gonna grab it, and then he never used it. He grabbed the guy. He grabbed one of the guy's other knives, and they were fighting with his knife. And then, <sighs> I love like there were so many little story things in there. Like I love the rack of dumbbells. I was like, no one would ever have that in a tiny studio apartment. I was like, you'd work out at the police station. But then again, it was like. This is why, you know, the first time I think we see him with his shirt off and it's like, oh, he's really jacked. Oh, well, clearly he must be. He has a rack of dumbbells in his apartment. And he just eats onions. But yes. <laughs> like like you mentioned earlier, we got a second a second look at the Jean-Claude Van Damme splits. But this time he jumps up in the air, splits across the counter. So he's like, you know, like diagonally. And he does the... Uh, what would you call that? It's like it splits beyond 90 degrees because his pelvis is lower than his feet, which he's famous for, of course. But It's still called the split. Uh, Did yeah, you pull but... out the protractor and pause <laughs> and measure the angle? No, this is <laughs> just... pelvis is 14 degrees lower than his feet. <laughs> Look, if you yes. do the splits on the ground, <laughs> if you do the splits on the ground, your balls hit the floor. If you do the splits, if you do the splits where between two chairs, like Van Van Dam has been known to do, uh, between two uh, buildings and in, like in Cyborg, or uh, between two tractor trailers in one of his television commercials he did, like uh, what a few years ago, then his pelvis, aka his balls, are lower than his feet. That's the whole point because. First of all, dudes have trouble doing splits to begin with, much less beyond 90 degrees. Well, yeah, but it's still called a split. It's not like, oh, when my balls are lower than my feet, it's called a quintuplet. It's, a, it's, no, it's, it's still it's called, called a split. No, it's called a Van Damme split. <laughs> yeah, that's the I mean, you could difference. sit on the floor and your balls could touch the floor. Is that a split? No, no, no. You guys... Uh, you're... Uh. you're Pat, I'm starting no, I, to. I'm, I'm starting we're analyzing to, this. <laughs> Pat, I'm First starting the to. Onion and then the split. Pat, you know the whole movie about for. <laughs> Pat, I'm was start, that onion carbonated, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm starting to question your commitment to Van Damme fandom. 
How can you wait? Why? Why? Because I'm I'm I just was wondering how how you got such an accurate, I guess, angle on. <laughs> look, the look, trajectory of this TV. You don't you don't you don't need a protractor <laughs> to see something that's beyond ninety degrees. End of story. I mean, anytime he drops into a split, it's a work of art. It, of course. Yeah, but time that's what stop. Dude, that's so. what I'm saying. He like he doesn't just go to ten; he cranks it up to eleven. Because in the beginning of the movie, he did the split in the floors. That was impressive enough. But then, when he's fighting the ninja, he does an extra low split beyond ninety degrees. It's, it's still a split. No, look, Mike. <laughs> look, your average human male could could maybe do a split flat on the ground. Most people could not do the split that goes beyond 90 degrees like Van Damme, where your balls are lower than your heels. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I've made my point. No, I I appreciate the fact that you admire his ability to do a split. Look, man, well, you have to remember that, well... (laughs) When when Van Dam when Van Dam first came on the scene with Cyborg, right? That was in like what nineteen late eighties. I I was studying. Uh, it was no retreat, no surrender, my friend. Uh, and then it was Bloodsport. Yeah, but I'm talking about the splits. That was that. That's when I remember the first Van Dam splits. He did split. He does splits in every single one of his movies. <laughs> My point is, it was the late eighties. But he doesn't do a split where his balls are lower than his heels. Yes, he did actually do one like that in Bloodsport. He was sitting on two chairs. Oh, that's Ogre right. That's where the chairs were. Like... Bloodsport was the chairs. That's right. I mentioned the chairs earlier. Thank you, Pat, for bringing that up and and supporting my argument. I'm, I'm just trying supporting to supporting his balls. I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you the context. Is when you know when I when I was a Van Damme fan, I was like you know. Uh, uh, what? To looking you know, at his balls. I was like 17, <laughs> 17 years old, and I was studying Taekwondo, and I was working on the splits, but I couldn't even get down as far as I, I hadn't even gotten to the point where my balls were on the floor. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's impressive. Oh, whatever, dudes. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm done. All right. Why don't we? Why don't we move on from the splits? We need to finish, finish and I'm gonna edit out the whole part with the splits because. No, I'm gonna leave. Oh it. no, that's the only part you should leave in. I'm yeah. gonna leave it. Well, that was actually a wonderful dissertation. <laughs> I'm gonna edit the podcast, so the whole the whole podcast is 15 minutes of Jean Claude splits and you guys uh, just being assholes. That's all. <laughs> I think his 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 sack his sack to pelvis ratio that you described is wonderful. <laughs> I don't what know, is also wonderful I don't that know, I thought, like when I rewatched this last <laughs> night, was that Mia Sarah died five minutes into this film, so we really didn't have to see her until the very end. It was kind of a blessing. <sighs> I'm sure mm-hmm. Mia Sarah is, is, is. She was is, great in Ferris Bueller. Well, she she had fewer lines in Ferris Bueller, I think, than in this movie. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I used to have a big anyway. crush on her too. So. Well, just, yeah, she was like I just, everyone's girlfriend, you know, everyone's crush because she was Ferris Bueller's babe, and right. And then we never saw her again. 
and now we know why. So we end up back at the Walker residence, which, right. all right, another another question. How the hell did he afford that house on a cop salary? Right. It's like that <laughs> home was ridiculous. It was like some sort of Victorian mansion or something. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. That was like a four story home. It was it was absurd. Uh, but anyway, um he makes it back, and then we find out, I guess, what really happened inside. After, I mean, there was some some fighting with young Van Dam, old Van Dam, with the Highlander two guys, right? And then we find Macomb inside the house, holding Melissa. Uh, he's got a bomb, which is going to go off, I believe, in I think three minutes. They have a little dialogue, and his plan is essentially to kill all of them. The bomb's going to go off. He'll die, but young Macomb will, you know, he'll be fine because young Macomb's all will just continue on and become president. Right. But then the flaw in his plan is that Van Dam or Walker had called young Senator Macomb and told him to meet him at the Walker residence, and he walked into the room, and that's where the fun started. What the hell are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) So now, if the bomb goes off. Young Macomb dies with everybody else, and other Macomb will also die, and we have ourselves a bit of a problem. Right. Does anyone want to finish off? I guess the one point that they kept bringing up about matter occupying right. the we same space. Right, we didn't mention that. <laughs> which is yeah. kind of critical to this part. Yeah, because they said, if you ever encounter yourself in the past, don't touch yourself, because matter cannot occupy the same space. Well, it's the same matter, which which right. was kind of weird because they're not the same matter. Yeah, because technically, wouldn't your cells have changed ten years in the future? So it's not the same matter. Yeah, was, I mean, know. it's not it's not exactly the same matter. It's but but hey, it, you know, it's time travel, so they could pretty much do whatever they wanted. But so yeah, if you so. if you carbon dated one Macomb <laughs> and the other Macomb, one one would clearly be younger than the other. <laughs> <laughs> is there carbon dating for matter, Russ? Uh, for is organic it, matter. That's the whole point. We went over this. You car, carbon dating only works mad. on organic matter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so with that being said, Van Damme, uh, he, he does he does a corny line. I forgot what he said, but he basically throws like, young you guys Macomb need to get, You guys at, need to be closer or something. It was really, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And then they turned into uh, a weird glob that reminded me of the Lawnmower Man. Like, Oh, yeah, like a, a similar gr- graphics. Right? Yeah, it was like it was this CGI. blob thing. And then they just melted to the floor and they both, I uh, guess, disappeared. They sort of yeah, yeah they left cause... a little bit of a stain on the floor, but the, their actual matter was gone, which was weird. Yeah, and then wife gets shot. What's oh, that's name? right. Yeah, yeah, he shot her in like yeah. the shoulder, right? She get yeah, and here was here is my thing though. He's the bomb's going off in say a minute. He's got a minute to get out of the house, so he picks up his wife who's shot, runs her down the three flights of stairs, and then out into the the yard. Where the house blows up, big explosion, he has to dive. Why didn't he just take the bomb and throw it out the window? Yeah, I wonder. I that guess too. it depends. If he threw it out the front window, though, it might have landed on young Van Dam. 
that's right. <laughs> that made, was... Oh, yeah, well, that's true. But did he know you? That's true. I, okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. I mean, it's it's. I do like your idea better. I mean, <laughs> would have saved time. Yeah, I know. And then then it also brings up. I don't. You know, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. But the house blows up. And then right. he, old Van Dam, ends up going back to his present. <laughs> you don't want to blah, ruin blah, it blah. for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast is almost over, and we're now... And the <laughs> house is completely yeah, rebuilt. Yeah, was that the same house? I was wondering that. Is that. It looked like the same house. It's the exact same house. It must have been built to the exact same specifications. But you wouldn't think, hey, maybe they'll remodel it a bit, or you know, maybe they'll build a smaller one. Maybe move because a traumatic yeah. event occurred here and a senator melted on our floor in the, yeah. the bedroom. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. We could put an area rug over the stain of where the, the two senators' bodies melted together and then melted into the floor, but uh, let's, just, let's just remodel. Yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. Finish it up. I got, I got more things to say. So he makes it back in time. Uh he asks about Senator McComb to his boss, Matuzak, and every, he was like, oh, everyone knows he disappeared in 1994. He went to a meeting and never came home. Right. <laughs> he was like, oh, really? You know, and, oh, yeah, everyone yeah. knows that. And so he calls it a day, gets in his car, says, take me home. And instead of it going to his sweet studio apartment in Dumbbells, <laughs> it takes him back to the Victorian mansion where – a 10-year-old boy with blonde hair comes running out, <laughs> yeah. calls him dad, gives him a hug, and says, Mom said you're going to make us hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, you're on the grill. And he's like, uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, yeah. But did he – Did he? Sure. it's like he didn't recognize his own kid, so did he like – Well, he wouldn't. Yeah, it's but like – that's the thing. Like he, would, he wouldn't recognize the kid, but – you know, he hugs this kid as if he's, it's been 10 years since he saw them. Right. As, but this kid he never existed in his life. So he hugs right. him. He's like, oh, my God, my son. And I'm like, you don't even know who this kid is. He could be the worst brat in the world. <laughs> I I was hoping for some sort of butterfly effect moment where he would like all the memories of the last 10 years would come rushing back into his head. Right. But that didn't happen. He's just like. Oh, okay. My kid's ten years old. Okay, yeah. Uh, hey, then I'm gonna go make a hot dog. Hey, honey. <laughs> and then she says something See, that's supposed to be clever. I forget. It wasn't. I don't know. He should have. He should have had all those memories then, because if if Macomb had his plan had worked, Macomb would have would have died, right? I guess is no. Actually, oh, maybe not. Wait. Um. Wait if, a minute! There would be another Van Dam in the future. Yeah, then. exactly. Because if he when he went back, he, there would be two Van Dams in the future because he changed the time. In other words, it's it's sort of like well, if you do it like Back to the Future, that's kind of how they did it. He just went back to his to his to the future, and things had changed, and he was like, "Oh wow, everything's changed, and I have a four by four truck." You know, so it's kind of like the Back to the Future thing where. But you would think it, it, it seems to me that like he would be a man out of time, right? Like he he would have saved his, you know, wife and stuff. But yeah, yeah. no, I think I think we yeah that's, that's actually I didn't even realize it until just now. Like it it wouldn't have worked unless unless young man die 
maybe maybe he should have thrown the bomb at young Van Damme and stayed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, killed his younger self and then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, unless, unless theoretically we... he should have gotten out of that car. The kid should have ran up to him and said, "Dad." And then young Van Damme should have pulled up in a car right behind him and being like, "Dude, right, who, who the hell right, are you? Right? Why are you, put my kid down, you asshole?" Young Van Damme. No, that would have. No, because he wouldn't have been in the same timeline because he was technically young Van Damme. Right, but when he went back in he time... Should have, he should have remembered it, but he didn't, but he was still that same young Van Damme. Okay, so when he went back to the future, though, in that future, he travel, He would have traveled back in time for another reason, according to his bosses, because it's not like... Like when he comes back in, in the rocket sled <laughs> that we mentioned earlier... It, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't his boss be like, wait, where are you coming from? You weren't on an assignment, right? Well, the, the yeah, the, I mean, but the whole thing with his boss had already changed. So, plus he's a time cop; he can go out on a on a patrol whenever he wants. Yeah, but I still I still think Pat's right. I think they're I think they're, they're I think him returning to the future uh, would have caused some sort of a, either a paradox or he would have been like, you know, there would have been two of them. And then he's like, don't touch no, me because matter. There definitely wouldn't have been two of them because he's the same. It's like if if the old uh, Senator McComb in the House had blown himself up, the young Senator McComb would have just continued on the path. When the young Van Damme is still there out on the, the lawn bleeding and the old Van Damme goes back to the future, that's just his continuation from young Van Damme. Yeah, but when he's in the future, Mike, when he's in the future and he comes back in the time machine, the, the rocket slide, when he comes through the portal, where, in their version of the future, where had he just gone? Well, it doesn't really matter where he had gone. It's just there, there still wouldn't be two Van Dams. It's just, you know, it's just like, hey, uh, he went out to stop a bad guy or whatever. or You know, he was the the boss's best friend, so maybe he just wanted to take a joyride to the past. Well, maybe, but it's funny. It's funny though. To me, it's funny that I, 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 I accept the logic with like Back to the Future a lot easier than like with this one. <laughs> you know, like they don't, they don't. The capabilities um, for their time travel are are, I think much greater i don't think they take advantage of them as much and there at one point I, I, they they in the beginning they were a label they they were sort of getting alerts right, remember they said yeah. oh you know there's another team out of another hit team out of iran attempting to time travel to camp david um right so they were i, I forgot it wasn't like millennium where they were like time quakes uh they were I, I forgot what the guy called it, but he was like, "Yeah, ripple, we're getting some sort of like, yes, yeah." Because he he not only so after he mentioned it when yeah, it's happening, but after he mentioned the Iranians, he mentioned something else, like something else happening in the past that they needed to go stop. I forget what. Oh, it was. someone was buying up Beverly Hills real estate. Right, right. Like that's the, right. Yeah, they were buying up Beverly Hills real estate on the cheap. Yeah, so that they. How yeah. would they know that? That was that was you know when they were they looking went, at that computer screen. Right. How would they, how would they know that there was a ripple? Right, that's the question. We don't know that. Like, how would they know? And how would it? Uh, yeah, how are they tracking it? 
they, they didn't have I guess that. between between Ricky's masturbation sessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we didn't even talk Which, about him because he was the computer guy, <laughs> and they went to talk to him, he and, was, and and he, he was, was so good that guy. He was on the he was on the virtual reality thing, which of course virtual reality was like that was like the big thing in 1994. That was going to be the future, right? And yeah, he had like that's like in the middle of nowhere. There's like full frontal naked woman on the bed. And you're like, where is this coming from? And then it, and then he goes, oh, it's a guy, it's a time cop, it's a you know sitting at the computer with the virtual re- virtual reality helmet on. I love I love um, Matuzik's line, Ricky. If I catch you fucking that machine again, I'm <laughs> yeah. Kill you. yeah. So he's literally at work in a police yeah. station, masturbating uh, in, in virtual reality. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That like, was what just. The hell? <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to suspend our disbelief and just, you know, accept that that guy, he, the computer genius, had figured out a way to keep track of what was going on in the past. I guess. Um, I think I'm giving him way more credit. I think he was just a tech. But the thing, the thing I loved about his character is that, like, he'd probably done a uh, hundred, maybe even a thousand time jumps before that day, but he made it seem like it was like the first one. He was like, is this the coolest thing or what? <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. Are you ready to pass to the past? Woo. I was like, dude, lighten up. Like, <laughs> I don't... Press every time you let a comic book and save it. Are you like, <laughs> are you ready to read this comic? Woo. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same 15 years later as the first, exactly. You're like, Wee. Yeah, he was a little overexcited, but I, I, I do appreciate his enthusiasm, you know? <laughs> it was great. And it wasn't just it wasn't just for um, the, the internal affairs officer, you know, going on her first time jump, because after they time traveled, he was still excited. She was already gone. It wasn't for her benefit. He wasn't, like, just trying to, you know... You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like, you know, just getting excited because it was her first jump. He, well, whatever. I know. I mean, actually, considering he was just cut off in mid masturbation session, he was. <laughs> I would have been a little more aggravated than, and he was very happy for considering. You know, maybe maybe she, he was trying to pretend he was really happy so his boss would be like, "Ah, oh, you know, Ricky does a good job. I'm going to let him go this time yeah. and not fire him." <laughs> I mean, we catch him, we catch him masturbating on the job all the time, but you know, he, I mean, he gets the, he gets the work done. I mean, you know, cut, cut him some slack. So, like, in you know, fast forward today is is Ricky brought up in the Me Too movement, like you know, because of uh, like inappropriate workplace activities. I mean, yeah, this is like totally inappropriate. Not not just the masturbating on the job, but. At his desk with the virtual reality helmet, yeah, that's that's. I think it's a little across the line, Pat. Just a little. Maybe he's the one that went back and had Walker's partner killed because he didn't want her to sue her for sexual harassment in the future. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I just realized is this so-called family podcast has just gone off the rails, and there's you know. Yeah, don't let your ten-year-old friend listen to this. Yeah. Not at, at least not until twenty twenty four. Glenn's son can't listen to this till he's at least fifteen. 
it's good that you're putting this warning at the very end of right. the podcast. <laughs> hey, it's time travel. Glenn, yeah, Glenn don't let your son yeah. listen to this podcast. <laughs> There's some inappropriate material. <laughs> I have to blame it on Pat because, you know, we were almost Wait, done. You said, you said he's 10, right? I think so. so yeah, maybe younger, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he tell him. Oh, seven, right? all right. Well, if he's ten, I would say tell him to wait three years, and then he should be good. <laughs> then he'll be in the same place that Ricky is, <laughs> just without the virtual reality. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that still does not look anywhere near as good as what Ricky had. Sorry, we don't have virtual reality. We don't have the technology yet. Not like that. That's what. That was another absurd thing about the mid '90s. It was like. You know, the virtual reality they had was like, um, you know, triangles and blocks for people, right? It was like, and then, and then whenever you saw it on TV or whatever, it was, you know, like fully rendered. Uh, yeah, you couldn't tell the difference between that and real world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we're not even. Can we... Go ahead. I actually just wanted to ask both of you guys, can can we take a quick second just to talk about the future 2004 promised us? In the year yeah, the, the self-driving cars. Yeah, the self-driving yeah. cars, yeah, which looked goofy as hell, and then they had, like, they looked like tanks. They didn't have windows, because they were self-driving, I guess. Yeah, but... they, had the, they had the smart homes, so you could just walk in. I mean, they have that now for, you know, Alexa and all that, but... He just walked in and was like, hey, turn on the lights. Yes. Yes. They were really. Dumbbells in your studio apartment. (laughs) Well, maybe that's That's the the real future. Maybe in the future, you can leave your half cut onion on the counter and it won't smell up your whole apartment. That's true. They had self um, self smelling apartments. (laughs) Self smelling onions. (laughs) Oh, this makes no- They were very optimistic about the future, uh, the 10, 10 years in the future. I mean, at least at least back to the future when they gave them flying cars, they were jumping ahead 30 years. But in this in this movie, 10 years later, they had self-driving cars. That that was pretty optimistic. And they well, we we kind of have them now. I mean, we still don't have flying cars, and that date just passed like three years ago, didn't it? Uh, yeah, but we're 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 like we're, what, we're like, but yeah, but we're fifteen years past ninety four, and you're just now seeing self driving cars, but not on a mass scale, and not with passengers. So you're saying in fifteen years we're gonna have flying cars? No. I'm just saying Time Cop is more credible than Back to the Future. There. There it is. <laughs> Time Cop was 15 years off with self-driving cars, except for the fact that – oh, forget it. I I, don't, I can't keep arguing with you guys. You're like, I'm, I'm tapping out. <laughs> Carbon dating – Carbon dating. What? <laughs> Maybe if they carbon dated that self-driving car, they'd find out when it's really from. But it would need to be made made from living tissue. Yes. Then you can carbon date it. Gonna yes. be organic. Okay. <laughs> organic self-driving cars. Oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, and I haven't even. Not at all. Uh, not at all. This was a hundred percent. This was our best one yet. 
<laughs> I love Van Damme. I love Time Cop. I believe this movie. <laughs> are you stick? Are you really gonna stick by the fact that that you believe Time Cop is like Looper but better? Um. Yeah, I definitely am. Although like, I haven't, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Looper in a while, and I have now watched Time Cop twice in the past month. <laughs> because if you remember, we were supposed to do this, I think, at the beginning of April. So yeah. I've spent some intimate time with this DVD. That's probably that's probably my fault. I pulled a Ricky on this thing. <laughs> well, Mike and I haven't discussed Looper on the show yet, but we both rewatched it recently because we were going to uh, do an episode about Looper and um, uh, with our friend Ruth Ann Thompson, but we haven't done that yet. But I, I can say, having watched both of those movies within the last few months, that you're incorrect, sir. Time Cop is not better than Looper. I'm sorry. You're right. It's a million times better <laughs> than Looper. It's not just better. It's so much better. <laughs> that's not me. That's that's Van Damme that says that. <laughs> but you know science. what? I subscribe to that belief. That's science. It's not just it a belief. Is. It's science. It's it's. <laughs> you can carbon date that. It's for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Are we done? We're, we, I think we, so. We, I think we. I think we did what we, we set out to do. We've gone like ninety minutes, and we were supposed to be done like an hour or so. But Pat has well, to gentlemen, I really appreciate you allowing me to join you on your podcast. This was a lot of fun. Pat, yes. you're welcome back any anytime, anytime. Because Mike time, likes time, Mike time. likes having someone to help beat up on me. Well, I like I like doing the podcast often, and Russ never wants to do it often. Well, yeah, I remember I remember when Russ and I used to do a podcast. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that it was, was a long time ago. It was usually Pat wanting to do it. Not not only that, but Pat was like, "All right, I'm going to start two other podcasts because you're not podcasting enough with me." No, but everyone everyone tapped out on me. Chris Chris got himself a girlfriend and moved in with her, so he can't <laughs> cast anymore. What are you saying? Mike what has a girlfriend you? now; he Wait. can't cast. Oh, so you're, I'm you're all alone. You, Pat, you saying? and I should do a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Pat and Mike time. Maybe I yeah. Need then, to, yeah. We, then we can do then we can do podcasting whenever we want because I'm I'm always up for a good podcast. You nice. guys can call it, especially and... talking about something stupid. I'm gonna get a dating. girlfriend so that I don't have to do a podcast. <laughs> you don't do a podcast now, anyway. And you guys can have your own podcast called Mappy. No, why don't you call oh, look it at that? Why don't you call it Pammy? That's even better. Just do your own <laughs> podcast. I don't care. Talk about whatever you want. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll do we'll do another time travel podcast, and we'll talk about just uh, time travel cop movies <laughs> let's call it Ricky <laughs> oh jeez well gentlemen thank you so much well, this was thank a, you. definitely a blast good time definitely hey, thank I mean... you Mr. Van Dam.
Mike and Russ Time Yes, copyright 2019, Mike Vasolo and Russ Wooten. To find other episodes, go to mikeandrusstime.com.